Hey dudes and dudettes, welcome to Story Freedom, the podcast for those who are ready to unlock the cage that you have been keeping your truest self locked in, to open up that door and to truly embrace you in all of your you-ness, whatever that looks like for you. We're going to question the belief systems that you have been holding on to and release the ones that aren't even your own beliefs through the awareness of your thoughts and the things you tell yourself. I am your host, Victoria McGinnis, and I speak from my heart always with honesty, understanding, and most importantly, love. Let's create your story freedom. Yo, dude. I don't know if you realize this, but we are two weeks away, actually less than two weeks away from the Story Freedom Patreon page launch. Like how freaking exciting is that? I am so pumped up and so excited for this movement and creating content for it. So seriously, if you love this podcast and you're interested in getting guidance from me and being a part of this space that I'm creating and cultivating for us together to go through this healing process of self-discovery and totally owning our own individuality in this process and taking back our power of being you and being us as individuals. Like, oh my God, I am so excited and so ready for January 1st. Like 2020 is going to be the year that I am done fucking around. Like who's with me? Yes. I know you feel it. I know you feel that fire and that passion coming from me. And I'm just so excited and so honored that you listen to this podcast and that you continue to come back every week. So this is turning into a thank you. So just thank you so much. And I hope that you can join us in 2020 and you're always open to join. It's not like you have only January 1st to sign up. Like, no, you can sign up throughout the year, like whenever it feels right for you. Like there's no rush, like heal in your own pace and trust into whomever you want to invest in. And if I'm that person for you, fucking great. And if I'm not also fucking great, like you are owning what you need to do for yourself. So yes, like if you are interested and want to know more, please, you know, hit me up, chat with me and discover more. Or if you already know that you want to join, head over to the Patreon page. It's www.patreon.com slash story freedom. Let's create this movement together, guys. Like Mm, this feels so fucking good. <laughs> Enjoy this week's episode. Hey, dudes and dudettes, welcome to another episode of Story Freedom. And I am kind of, no, I'm like really surprised and honored that this conversation is about to happen because I see this beautiful woman as like this amazing, beautiful presence in this world. And it's funny how I found her in a sense and resisted all of her but the second she <laughs> stepped on the stage at true you live I was like oh my god this woman is just showing me everything that is meant for me and I'm just so excited to welcome Amber, Amber Lillystrom to the podcast yay Victoria I'm so excited to be here and also we should tell your listeners that I'm wearing a crown right now yes while I'm talking to you it's- <laughs> It's literally giving me so much life because it, it's like just the princess vibe, the royalty, and then also the headset I'm wearing is very like Britney Spears. So it's like very I know like childhood some for me. There's a lot of magic happening here. And I'll just share with this audience the reason why I'm wearing a crown is, um, well, first of all, because we are all royalty and I figure and have realized that I have to be the full embodiment of that in order to own it myself and, and also to reflect this to other women, to encourage them to step into their power, their royalty, their magic, you know, we are in a life where we need to anoint ourselves. And we're, you know, we've also been raised to believe that we need someone else to do it for us. Um, Very much like a patriarchal masculine model. Mm -hmm. And um, I had like this fire coaching session this morning, and I'm just super fired up. And I was like, doing all the things that you you do on the other side of a really potent, powerful coaching conversation that you were the one who got to receive. So I was like yeah. dancing and crying and putting a crown on and printing out pictures of myself as like a little kid. And so I'm like completely lit right now coming yeah. into poor Victoria's like, what is <laughs> happening? But it's happening and we're in and we're on. And yes. um, I we would be so remiss 
if we didn't bring the fullest, most wild, most just courageous and bold versions of ourselves to this conversation. So here we are. I agree. And I appreciate you so much for showing up this way. It's just amazing to know that because I've seen you, like I've watched you on Instagram and like the posts that you, you post and like just the powerful content that you have to offer and just following you in the short amount of time and the questions you ask like on your story and the stories that you share. I'm just like, this is amazing. Like I didn't know, this does sound really bad, but I didn't know there was like a deeper level to you because it, I've only ever seen you on this platform, you know, and it's just refreshing to know that you're still a person, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like to create stories and we like to package people in ways and in a way, sometimes we package them um, in the opposite of what we believe to be true about ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. we make them like projections of our insecurities and like almost co-creative partners in our insecurities. And so I appreciate that, you know, and, and I don't take any of it like personally or whatever, um, my whole life, and this is going to sound like the most obnoxious effing thing in the entire world, but just because I, the way I look, I've been, I've gotten a lot of judgment my whole life, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's, and also like, I literally can't be anyone other than who I am. This yeah. is just what my, you know, my, my human, um, <laughs> appearance is. And, mm-hmm. and also like it serves its purpose, you know, and it, it allows me to just do and be exactly who I am and in the world and to share the depth of my heart and my spirit and my soul. And, um, I think it's all perfect, even though, uh, it can be triggering and it can be, um, something that you maybe feel ashamed of because you receive negative attention from people, you know, and I can't even tell you the number of times that people have said that kind of exact thing that you just said. Like, Mm -hmm. I just like thought Amber was like just this pretty face or this person who just is like, I don't know, like they just judged before they actually knew me. And then they Mm -hmm. were like blown away by the depth of it all. And again, I don't have a reaction to that one way or the other. I just think Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, and I invite all of us, myself included to explore where we are creating projections and stories about people Mm -hmm. that are actually a reflection of our own insecurities and what's going on inside of us. And then just getting really curious about that Mm -hmm. and going, Oh, wow. You know, like, why did I want to create separation? Mm -hmm. You know, why did I want to create a separation and why did I not want to allow myself to receive love from this, this person or to receive um, wisdom from this person? Like, why did I immediately go in with my shield up? What is that about? You know, like, what is the pattern? And I get, you know, I just like geek out about that stuff. Cause then I want to like get into the, into the vault and go and do the excavation process to look at those mm-hmm. things because there's just so much wisdom that is waiting for us in that space. Yes. And it's very funny that you're bringing this up because last night on my way home from work, I started freaking out about this conversation and I'm like, okay, what's going on, Victoria? Like, where is this coming from? And all this stuff came up. And I remember the first time like you got on stage at True You Live and I instantly got intimidated and I was like, whoa, like, mm. and then I further realized it's because you're, I feel your power. And I see it and it's true form. And the way I react to my power is I panic. I freak out because I don't know how to feel it. And so that's where that intimidation came from. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I love that you just explained it as like a vault. Like you just have to keep digging deeper in the perceptions that you place on somebody else and the prejudgments. That's what you're putting on yourself. A hundred percent. It's yours. And, you know, so I would just reflect back to you. Um, as you just said, but like even deeper, you know, like you're, you're afraid of your own power, but mm-hmm. it's like, but why, you know, like, let's, let's like get into the, into the story of that, of like, okay, what, um, let's look at some patterning of when I've been in my power and then was, I experienced pain or shame or whatever, you know, like going back and, and thinking about like when I used my voice, when I was, curious and I was asking questions and I got yelled at for it. You know, like when the the moments when we are in our truest essence and we've been sort of shot down or shamed or made wrong. And, you know, every person listening to this right now can think of a zillion examples of where that's happened in their own life journey. But again, I don't, I don't bring those stories up to keep us there. I I Mm -hmm. bring those stories up to mobilize us, to help us get out of our own way, because the reality and the truth of this is, and I was just called up by my own friend and coach um, we are, we really have to stop with this, like not being enough thing, Mm -hmm. this unworthiness thing. Like there's big work to be done here, sisters. Mm -hmm. 
And how much time, energy, and, and resource do we waste on trying to prove that we're worthy or good enough when we were born that way? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I literally was felt called to wear this crown because it's like, you have the crown, you just need to put it on your head yeah. and you just need to like wear it and rock out and recognize that every woman in the world is wearing a crown. Like we are royalty sisters and it's time to step into that and to stop using each other as weapons against ourselves and one another mm-hmm. and rise on up. And, you know, I think that one of the things about me that triggers women is that, you know, I'm just, I'm really embodied in terms of, I've just gone through a lot of shit mm-hmm. in my life. And I've, uh, I've lived a lot of years with like the deepest depths of self-hatred and self-loathing and self-punishment and I've risen through that. I've released that because I recognize that my soul journey, uh, it, that's not going to actually help me complete my mission here. Mm-hmm. And I've had to go and face that work head on. And it's been courageous and brave and difficult work, but it's been the most important work of my lifetime. Yeah. And so I find often that I actually do trigger women a lot because I don't, I'm just not operating in that paradigm anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am, I am, you know, stepping on stage and twirling in a dress and just like owning it and bringing you guys through these like gritty ass <laughs> visualizations where you're like, you know, sobbing, yeah. uh, on a, on a Sunday and, <laughs> and like getting real in the journal and making declarations in a room full of women that you don't even want to tell your partner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is happening right now? But yeah. again, you wouldn't be able to have those experiences with yourself if I wasn't doing that, if I wasn't leading that, if I wasn't like pushing past my own insecurities and fear and doing my own stuff to help, help other women do the same, right? Because the world is better because you have this podcast, Victoria, Mm -hmm. the world is better because you stepped up on stage at that event and made a declaration about what it is that you want and what it is you want to do. You made it better. You helped so many women in that courageous act. We need more women to be making these bold, courageous acts on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on, uh, in the mirror with themselves, mm-hmm. if we really want to see things change. I a hundred percent agree. And as you were talking, um, I just, I, in, what came to my mind was just thank you because mm-hmm. without you doing the work for yourself and stepping into your power, which is helping women discover their dreams, like that is a hundred percent your superpower. And I'm so thankful that I was in that room to get the clarity and the visualization of that. But without you doing that, I would have never met Jillian and this Mm -hmm. conversation would have never happened. So it's just the ripple effect of you stepping into it. And it's just amazing how it all came together. And I would love to ask you, like, when did this start for you? Uh, from my childhood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, um, I was sexually molested when I was four years old. And then when I was five, I was testifying in court against my abuser. And I, I just knew at a super young age, I mean, I grew up in a minute and I had access to understanding and um, just emotional capacity, empathy and survival, um, really just language, you know, at a really, really, really young age. And yeah. Um, I had this message that came through me that was, you know, you, this didn't happen to you for nothing Mm -hmm. and you're here to share your story and you're here to help others in their rise. And so I always knew that that was like a base understanding for my lifetime. It was like, I got my orders at a really, really young age. Um, but that doesn't mean that I didn't then spend 15 years having an eating disorder, uh, you know, working to win the college scholarship to get the promotions and my first job every other year, like, you know, pushing and proving and, and appeasing to, to play in, in the, the matrix, you know, the, the game, if you will. Um, so, but I knew from the very beginning and I always, I've always been someone who takes a stand for what's right. You know, I learned that from my mom, um, being an integrity for me is like standing taking a stand for others. And, you know, I've always had this sort of base understanding that there's enough to go around and that um, our, our, if the dream is in you, it's for you. Like it's our own individual curriculum that we're here to, to execute on. And um, I've just come into more clarity in, within the last you know, five years around, oh, like that's, that's a big part of my messaging here. Yeah. Um, that's the beat of my heart is just like showing women and men, you know, what's possible 
for their one precious life. And I can't help other people do that if I'm not fully embodying and living that in my own life. Mm -hmm. And of course that takes practice and discipline and devotion. And it also um, is going to continually shift. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like this evolutionary process that never ends. And so that's what I'm here to do. And, um, you know, the modalities through which I do that are podcasting and books and speaking on stages and having coaching programs and live events and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is what sets my heart on fire. And it is um, what gets me out of bed in the morning. And it is also the thing that is, can be the most challenging. But when you just know it's what you're here to do, it's like, you, you kind of can't, you can't put the, the earmuffs on with that. Yes. Yeah. It's very true. And ever since like true you live, I've realized that I can't not look at it anymore. I can't not yes. feel it. And I have to just keep pulling or following that pull. And it's yes. literally this podcast, like the story freedom. And I don't yeah. know exactly where that's going, but okay. I'm just following every pull and just seeing where it goes. And hopefully it's just going to be this thing that lights everybody on fire. Cause I see that me especially like growing up the stories were so big and going back to the not feeling worthy or enough and it's just so mind-blowing how everybody has experienced that at some point in their life Mm -hmm. and and when you talked about being a kid and I have a two uh, almost three-year-old and there's sometimes he expresses himself and I get frustrated and I stop and think I'm like wait a second am I programming him to not feel worthy or enough in his full. And it's just crazy how Mm -hmm. that happens when we're kids and our parents and us as parents have a hard time understanding that if we don't understand what's going on within us. Mm -hmm. And I just see that it's a very big need for us as a collective and to get out of the matrix because we've been in it for so long and it's not working anymore. (laughs) And I just love that you said that. Yeah. Well, and it's like, let's just think about it. You know, the patriarchy and the masculine model, um, for the world, you know, and is Mm fear-based. I mean, it's, it's scarcity driven, it's fear-based and you can just look out in the mainstream, like marketing, just media modalities, all that and everything is is predicated on so just watch you know we're recording this just before the week before um, black friday mm-hmm. watch how those sales go down watch how it's like we're running out uh the time clock is ticking you know you got to you got to get in here da, da 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 you know and it's it's really um it can be challenging not to fall into the trap you mm-hmm. know but the question becomes like what do you actually really need for your life and what does this world really actually need from us in order to move the move things forward? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you start asking yourself those questions and you start getting into that dialogue with yourself, everything starts to change. Like nothing is off the table. Mm-hmm. So you start looking at like, okay, how am I, how am I eating? How am I feeding my family? Mm-hmm. What food am I ingesting every single day? How am I, you know, consciously earning money? Uh, to support my family, you know, how am I, how am I operating in my community? How am I operating just in the grocery aisle with the person that is, you know, getting in my way? Mm-hmm. Um, it changes things when you decide to really adopt that kind of model for how you're interfacing with the world. And mm-hmm. most of all, you know, like operating in that place of highest integrity, as I said, devotion, which requires discipline, right? You can't mm-hmm. be in devotion to that mission and what we're here for if we're not willing to be disciplined enough to follow through. Yes. So um, sometimes it doesn't feel that fun and people would rather just be like oblivious to mm-hmm. it than actually pursue the path of, of their highest vibration calling and all of that. Oh, and yeah. I totally get that. And I had my own years of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, Victoria, like once you know, you can't unknow. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And when at True You Live, when you said when the dream is in you, it's for you, I fought myself with that. When you said that, I was like, well, I have a lot of dreams. Like, which one's for me? And all of them. Yes. And all, <laughs> like, ultimately, like, if the first dream you have, like, for example, I thought it was photography for me. So I followed that. Then it led me to trying Beach Body, which ultimately led me to this very moment. So it's like yeah. the dream shifts and changes and becomes different every time. So it's like that dream is bigger. See, but it's really important because the photography dream morphed into your ultimate, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't have you would not have said yes to this back yes. then. 
Mm-hmm. And so we have to, you know, mine also started with photography. My, it was my first business. And wow. I was doing that like in the sidelines of my corporate career. But I was doing it because I didn't know how to do what I really wanted to do. And I was afraid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm like kind of good at this and it is kind of fun. And I can, I know how to sell it and I'm just going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I did. And of course, all of that. And then I started, you know, designing websites and doing copy and all that, but also doing brand coaching, but it wasn't kind of like the thing I was leading with because I didn't feel credible enough to do it. Yeah. And and then I did all that and I was building all these websites for people and coaching them too. And they're getting so much value from all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the website stuff just like really wasn't feeling fulfilling to me at all. It was just feeling like a slog. And so I knew I needed to release that, but I was scared. Yeah. But then I did. And then I went to straight one-to-one coaching and then, and then I went to masterminds and live events. And, you know, so the evolution has continued to grow and expand. But again, you know, the big, big, big dream, sometimes we're not ready to, to step into that. And we need to have kind of like the little appetizer dreams to lead us to the big one. Yes, Yeah. And it's also in the details of that appetizer dream that gets yeah. you ready and more prepared for That's the right. big dream. And so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you have to keep staying aware of you and what you tell yourself, what's going through, what keeps coming up in the men, men- what manifestation of the energy that you feel inside and it's just this big big thing that it's crazy once you dive into because you're like this is whoa I just got this huge download Victoria that I want to share though so like the patriarchal model of existence wants us to think that we have to um we have to prove our worth that we have to prove that we're good enough in order to like have the thing that we desire Mm -hmm. but that's not actually how the the universe works the universe basically goes, oh, Victoria ordered up um, a podcast and she wants to talk to Amber Lillystrom, you know, on this podcast. Like the universe only hears our desires mm-hmm. and it only hears what we want. And what gets in the way of that is all of our stories and our programming about how we have to prove ourselves in order to be worthy for the thing that we desire. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of our, you know, stalling to get to where we want to go is our own creation because of our understanding of a paradigm that is crumbling and falling away in our world right now. And that's why it's risen up and been so, so dramatic in these last few years, specifically with like the president and, you know, all of the things that go with that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like really looking at the patterning and, and just witnessing in your world, like, Oh, 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 like this is how this actually works. I mean, my earliest memory is being molested by a man as a small child. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whoa, I mean, that, that has like led, left me weeping, not just for the, for the tragedy of it, but for the, just the symbolism and the fact of like, I came in as this light worker, as this person who's here with like a really strong call on her heart from day one. And the first thing that happened in my physical experience was this, whoa, mm-hmm. okay. You know, like, look at, look at all of the information that's there. And Look at who I get to be today now, especially as a mother of a six-year-old child, a daughter, mm-hmm. no less, right? Which I knew my whole life I would be a mother to a little girl. I knew it, right? And here I am now getting to walk with her, reparent myself in the process, yeah. learn, heal, forgive, release, and like mobilize, you know, mm-hmm. like mobilize with my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt all of that, like as you were speaking and it's funny because I I didn't have the same exact experience, but the first male experience I had was with my dad and like the feeling of unworthy was he wanted nothing to do with me. And it was very clear. And I would try so hard to be like, Hey, I'm here. I'm Victoria. And I would do everything I thought he wanted me to do. And it still didn't work. So it was like, it's still a healing process for me because it's, there's so many different layers of that. And, and so like, look at you in your adulthood learning. Mm-hmm. I don't ask, I don't need to ask permission to be worthy. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, to, you know, wait for someone else to give me love in order for me to be worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You know, my child came in and he was loved from the minute mm-hmm. he took his first breath from the moment he was, I knew of his existence which was probably before he even was in your belly. Mm-hmm. And wow, okay, like look at this model. Look at this way that I'm choosing to do life, the way I'm choosing to parent. And 
that is still painful to me, but it doesn't have to be the way that I do this story anymore. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Cause yeah. that was exactly how it felt when my son was first born. I was like, okay, like yeah. this is going to be different. And obviously there's mother stories there too. Cause from what I've seen, you who know? doesn't have a mom story. Come exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. And I think that that was the only way for me to shift, you know? And it was like, yes. my son was very much planned, but it was like, I was not ready mm-hmm. for it mentally and like emotionally ready Same. for it. Same. And it was just like the shift that happened after I fought it for a really long Motherhood time. Motherhood is like the biggest transformation mm-hmm. that could possibly ever be given to us. You know, yes. it's like, it changed everything, mm-hmm. everything from the inside out and still does. Yeah. You know, now we're in a season of like six is really different than five and four and three and two. And it's like, whoa, six is like, we've got a person here, yes. you know, yeah. we've got like a whole person who's got like her own whole jam. and. Mm-hmm wow, you know, wow, what a, what a blessing and an honor to get to go through this curriculum with her and, um, to release and forgive myself along the way by witnessing, you know, how, how she is. And it's funny though, you know, we have these moments, I think it's really important to speak to. And you, you spoke to this earlier, Victoria, like we were at gymnastics class, um, this week and, you know, they're doing their little warm up, and all the kids in the class are like legit doing exactly what the teacher is saying to do. And then there's my kid like spread eagle on her back, like rolling around on the floor, literally not doing anything the teacher's asking her to do at all. Yeah. And I'm realizing laughing because I'm like, that's my kid. Like Ani does not believe in like convention or the rigor of like these adults who are asking her to do stuff. Like she just doesn't do that. And yeah. It's, it's how we've raised her, but it also, you know, because I was very well behaved as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. I had the fear of God in me of like, I was terrified. So I, you know, and I was also a perfectionist mm-hmm. and I was an achiever. I mean, my mom and I were talking about it last night cause I was sharing the story with her and she's like, you know, you did a perfect cartwheel when you were six. I was on the team when I was six. I had like the matching scrunchie and the leotard <laughs> and I, my own music to do routines. Like yeah. I was like, precision and then my kids like rolling around on the floor can't even do the stretches and I and there's nothing wrong with that like no there's nothing yeah. wrong with that but there's inner wiring in me which mm-hmm. is hearkening to what you shared like that is like oh you know like my kid is not following the rules and I yes. don't even really want her to be a rule follower at all mm-hmm. but this is still hard for me that she's not following the rules yes yeah, yeah. and both you know and both yeah it's yeah. very, it's very funny to me. I think that the way I see my son and like just hearing that story is our kid shows up to us as the opposite of how we were as kids. <laughs> so true. And I also see it like, you know, it feels like actually one of the greatest victories of my lifetime, which of mm-hmm. course my ego would love to take credit for how my child is. So that's also funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, like she is not self-conscious. Mm-hmm. My, my kid doesn't, isn't worried about that. She's just not, she's just fully free and like doing her thing. And, um, again, that could make me weep to see that, you know, she's six years old and she's not afraid Mm -hmm. and she's not, um, looking over, you know, to the left and the right. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Cause that's how I was. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for that but my daughter's not doing that. And, Mm -hmm. and I just feel like, oh man, like I'm so grateful for that. And also this is so interesting to learn, um, Mm -hmm. with her and from her watching how she does life. Yeah. Whoa. You know, I mean, what a, what a blessing that we have the kids that we all have because they are our perfect teachers. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Cause we, us as adults, like the shift that we go through is like, okay, as an adult, I have to be serious. I have to do this. I have to do that and X, Y, and Z, but our kids are so free flowing that they don't have those restrictions and hopefully they will never have those restrictions. But I think that, can you imagine? I mean, I, I, I can't really imagine, but I'm really excited to Mm -hmm. continue to try to imagine and to get to witness it. Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine our kids going through middle school and into high school and just being like, this is what I want to do. This is like what lights me up. I'm so curious. I want to learn this and not being like morphing themselves silently because somebody judged them or they're worried. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't imagine, you know, a a 
a generation of humans doing life in that way. Cause I haven't seen it, but I, but mm-hmm. I am like playing with that possibility, you know, in the biggest way. Yeah. And I think us showing up and rewiring and reframing how we are as yeah. adults and coming up with a new way of living as adults is going to help them do just that. So where yes. they get the the fire in their hearts and be like, okay, this is what I want to do and be okay with it not being that exact thing, but then following the rabbit hole into whatever life they want. Yeah. Because I feel like so often me personally, I look at people living their best life and it's like, okay, well, how are they doing it? Let me do it exactly that way so I can show up that Mm -hmm. way. But I'm learning that it's not going to be that way. And I'm going to do it my own unique Victoria fashion of having that life. And I think that we should all embrace that within us. Like what does, okay, how do I word this? Like, what do you want your life to look like and feel like? And I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest word is feel because our life can look so many different ways, but if we don't feel good about it, then it's not going to be worth it. It's not going to be fulfilling for us. I think one of the things I've struggled the most with Victoria is that, you know, I've always been really clear on what my way is and how I want to live and, and curating my life to really support that. But I also fall victim to getting like really confused mm-hmm. and, and thinking like, oh, but is this right? Or is this like, I'm not doing it right? Because I just don't, I don't organize my business like that. I don't, I don't structure my programs that way. I don't do online marketing in that format. Um, I live in the woods of New Hampshire. I don't live in LA or New York City or you know any of these bigger places where there are a lot of people that are in my industry all living close by each other yeah. and like having meetups and stuff. Like yeah. I live on a lake in New Hampshire and um I'm introverted, you know, but I'm super high on life. So I I'm extroverted when I'm out doing my work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, I mean, I want to write, which and so like all the things I'm saying I want, I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do them in an even more present, even more like radically honest and courageous way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's writing, that's writing books, that is uh, speaking, that is interviews like this, that is uh, the coaching with my clients. Um, and then it's the being fully present with my family, you know, for family dinners and putting the fireplace on and and having music and making meals and cooking and nourishing and creating enough space and time in my days um, as my friend Harriet Hale says, like creating that consciousness container for myself every day mm-hmm. where I have the time to do the things I really need to do in order to be um, most lit up for these types of conversations. And I did that today. So this is why I'm like really lit, you know, coming yeah. in here because I gave myself the support that I really needed to be in my highest calling and in my true work. Mm-hmm. So like radical self-care, but um, I always use that term really like lightly just because people are such assholes about Mm self-care um like radical self-care to me looks like you know uh not using my phone until a particular time in the day um and also sometimes using my phone because I need to do research you know or responding to something or working on my schedule because I need to like there's Mm -hmm. just there are no absolutes when it comes to what radical self-care really looks like Mm -hmm. and Um, It is just honoring myself and being disciplined with myself and with uh, loving to me, tending to me, um, which we get so much messaging around. It's like, do your self-care, which means like, go get your nails done and like get a massage. I hate getting my nails done. Then Mm -hmm. that shit's on my nails for like a month and I can't get it off. And I feel like I'm in like finger prisons. Like, please leave me alone. I can't. Like, I just, I'm not going to soak my hands in poison. I can't do it. It just, yeah. it's not my yeah. thing, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like an old fashioned girl and I just have like this vegan nail polish and I like it and I paint yeah. my own damn nails. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. You're like this quintessential like self-care stuff. It's like, no, I want to go like sit in a sauna and like float in a salt tank. Like that's, I want to yes. journal indulgently for like an hour and like cry and mm-hmm. listen to music and then like get together with a girlfriend and do the same, you know, like no makeup on and like our snuggle socks, like on the couch and like cat hair all over my leggings. Like that's Mm -hmm. literally me. And it sounds like so gross sometimes when you like speak into the full truth of that. It's not Instagram glamorous. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. But you guys, it's all an illusion. Okay. All of it is an illusion that you're being sold. And, you know, my work in the world is about helping women be 
the, the truest version of themselves so that their message, like their deep work, their healing, their ministry can come through them in this lifetime, not the next one or the next one, or the next one, like now, and they can share their message and stop like muting ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, I don't even remember what the question was, Victoria, but that is like, <laughs> just it. Like that's, that is my answer. And I am living into it. And I have to give myself enough space and time in my days to override my patriarchal fear-based programming that just comes with being here and getting to like the real truest essence of self and being able to speak from, teach from, and live from that place. Like that is, you know, like when I'm coming up to events, like coming to True You Live, like this is just a funny like behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. As I'm like prepping for speaking events, as I'm coming to an event, I'm in my car like playing really loud, crazy different types of music, very mm-hmm. diverse things. I'm like crying, trying not to cry my makeup off because I'm already tapping into the energy of the women in the space. And I'm already feeling like what, what has to come through. I'm a crier. Like that's a big way that I express. Like I just I feel that. depth of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I just like give myself full permission to feel everything and like to alchemize any fear that I'm having and then show up all in, all out, fully embodied, putting any you know insecurities or self-consciousness like in my human you know, existence aside to come into that room and like to, to attune my physical body to be a channel to receive what needs to be um, received by the room. Mm-hmm. And it's, that is not like, if you were to listen to a podcast or somebody talking about like, how do you prepare to be like very you know professional <laughs> speaking? Like they're probably not saying those things. And that then I'm using this as a specific example because that then makes people like you and me feel like we're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And all I know is that when I speak and I create from that place, when I, when I show up like that, it feels all kinds of right. And women like you have experiences like you did on the mm-hmm. other side of it. And it changes things. But we are programmed to believe that doing things in any other way than like this systematic school, like get in line, wait your turn, raise your hand kind of way mm-hmm. is wrong. Like, yeah. So I have to create enough space and time in the containers for myself that help me to be in that place of radical self-care, like courage, Mm -hmm. truth, voice, and um, focusing only on what's mission critical. And I, you know, my life is really set up for that. And so Mm -hmm. it's just, for me, it's always like deepening into that even more. I love that. Cause even your stories, I think it was like two days ago, you mentioned that it's like, Mm -hmm how can you embody what you're trying to teach or, yes. you know, share with the world? And I was like, whoa, like I got triggered because I was like, am I really doing that? And, you know, I think slowly but surely as I'm learning what this is becoming, I'm slowly learning how to show up that way. And I also love how you talked about self-care in a way that's not pretty because yes. that's what it is. And yeah. I saw this quote like not too long ago where it's like, if you have to buy it, it's not self-care. And it was like, yeah. that's very true. Well, because- just be, I did get my eyebrows microbladed and I'm telling you, it is a game changer. So I just <laughs> buy that and I did not have to do anything to these little beauties this morning. Don't they look good, Victoria? They so do. <laughs> also, also, um, you know, it's like, it is this, this balance of like what, what you prioritize and yes. what feels good to you. And like one of my greatest irritations in life is waking up every day with like my little right eyebrow being all like, <laughs> you know, and just not like that. I have to then like go color it in and like, I, it's just not even to freaking think about it. And so it's yeah. great. So anyway, that's a little, um, plug for microblading. Uh, <laughs> so Yes. And yes. And uh, yes. And (laughs) yes. But I think that the self-care that we're like craving deep down are the ones that are really messy and hard to trench through. Like, cause I've started this thing where I have a sensory bath every weekend where I wait till it's like dark and I just light candles and I just like feel everything and I sob. And then I Mm release it in the water and just drain it. I love that you call that a sensory bath. That's amazing. I'm like, I do that, but I don't call it that. So I'm going to now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's funny because I did that like a few times and my husband was like, oh, you're going to take your like sensory bath or whatever. And I just, it just kind of stuck and I like it. So (laughs) So good. Thanks husband. Sensory bath. I'm writing that down as a term so I can say to my family, 
Perfect. Um, you're taking a sensory bath, so you might want to like go outside or just yeah. go to, go somewhere else because you'll you'll hear some crying. Well, Ben came yeah. home the other day, and at like ten in the morning, I was taking a bath. I just like really needed to do some Epsom salt situation, and mm-hmm. um, he's like, I came upstairs to like say hi, and he's like, and the music was so loud, and <laughs> I could even if I said hi, you wouldn't have heard me, and the door was shut, and he was like, I felt like that was a sign, like do not come in here, I'm like good, good, work, we're good work, babe. It was yes, definitely yeah. a sign. Do not come in here. <laughs> I love that. So my question for you is, is like how, how did you create the confidence to courageously embody that? the radical self-care for you? Like, mm. how did you get into that space of like, okay, let's try this and I'm going to be okay with it if it's not right, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm still working on that. So I really want to be so upfront. I mean, I don't know when I will like nail that, but I'm. it's yeah. still a work in progress. Um, but I think, you know, one of the most radical acts of self-care ever in my life was when I turned 30 and I just had this super, super strong sense of knowing, like, I am going to be the mother to a little girl someday. Like, I just know it in my bones that I've known it forever. And I refuse to pass this disordered eating, restrictive eating, over-exercising, patterning baton mm-hmm. down to my beloved child. Like, I have to face this. I have to deal with this. And not like, go sign up for a fitness competition and pretend that I'm a competitive fitness athlete, which is just a mask for my eating disorder. Like Mm -hmm. I need to go, this is radical Mm self-care. And so I found a a therapist, um, a psychologist, you know, actually who worked specifically with women who had eating disorders. And I felt like, oh, I, I don't, I don't have an eating disorder. Like I'm not anorexic. I'm not bulimic. Like I don't, I don't have that, you know, and I just wanted to like stay self-righteous and like, I not, I don't actually have this, you know? And yeah. I remember the day where she said like, Amber, you have an eating disorder. You can't go to the refrigerator without crying. Like this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And you can either like, pre- we can continue to have sessions like where we go around pretending that that's like not what's really happening here. Or you can just accept that this is like, you know, and, and a part of me, didn't want to accept that because I was, I don't really believe in like a diagnosis or a label on something, Mm -hmm. but it is an easier way to understand it. And frankly, the, the gravity of the situation was, I was able to grasp it with those words and she knew that. Um, and I, and I faced that head on and I did so much deep work. I mean, I would go, I was going to therapy every week and, um, I think, you know, inside of me, Victoria, like I just knew that that calling from, from five years old could not happen if Mm -hmm. I did not face this head on and, and like walk right towards it. And so one of the things that I help my clients with is walk in a straight line towards the life and the dream that they really have and stop like pretending, you know, and taking the roundabout. It's okay. You know, like that's always divinely timed, but um, that was the most important. I mean, I think radical self-care to me is like getting really honest about what it is we desire and how we want to live. And Also, as I say that, you know, the way that I want to live and what I desire doesn't always feel like super Instagram worthy, you Mm -hmm. know, and it doesn't feel like, oh, it's like the thing that my clients or my clients to be would want. And so uh, like, oh, I'm like this weirdo who's like, wearing her little smart wool socks going for a, a run in the woods, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but, the, but here's the thing. Like I can't be anyone other than me. Yes. And I don't want to be anyone other than me. Mm-hmm. And so that is the, the alchemization process. I think we have to go through, which is like, oh, sisters, like the world needs us to be the fullness of us, not some like diluted, distorted, dysmorphic version of somebody else that ultimately has like a grudge against the thing that we're, you know, like it's super twisted to think about it like that, you know, like it's, it's really, really dysfunctional. But you're putting it to words and it's, you're explaining everything I've been feeling for the past like 10 years of my life. (laughs) I know, I know. And it's like, because I've been there too. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm still like unpacking and chipping away at, at aspects of this. Like 2019 has been one of the most rugged years of my life, you know, in terms of like my inner unpacking and my mm-hmm. inner dismantling of um, things that I felt like I needed to have in order to be like, okay, and safe and worthy. And mm-hmm. this year, I really got like, 
oh, you know, I, I got, I got it in a, in a cellular, like visceral way, not just like in an intellectual, logical way. It's like embodied in my bones. And mm-hmm. I cannot, like, I, I like, if there's something that doesn't feel an integrity in an alignment for me, like I can't even fake myself, force myself, trick myself to do it. Like it just won't work. And then something will come up. Like the universe will present some sort of roadblock that's like, nope, not happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then it always, and because I have now taken enough field notes to, mm-hmm. to see those patterns and to understand that, oh, like this is actually how it works. Like, isn't this hilarious? <laughs> I now just listen and yeah. I just go like, am I supposed to accept that invitation? Like, am I supposed to go to that speaking event? Am I, should I go to that retreat? Like, should I host my event on this weekend in this place? Like, I just give myself the the runway to ask the question and mm-hmm. to wait to receive the answer. And I fully expect and, and, and know that the information is going to come. So I don't have trust issues with the universe anymore. Mm-hmm. Life changer, mm-hmm. right? And that also then requires me to stop having trust issues with myself. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My cat's meowing to really bring that one in for us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Holy crap. You just hit the nail like right on the head. Yeah. It's everything. Mm-hmm. And every one of us has to go through that. We have to go through that, Victoria, that I am no longer going to abandon myself. I am going to trust myself because you know what? Everyone that of you that's listening to this right now, you and me sitting here, mm-hmm. like we did it. We're here. We've made it so effing far. Yes. I mean, holy moly, just look at what you have overcome, sister friends. Mm-hmm. You have overcome so much. So like, can you put the crown on your head now, please? And just take the microphone and step up and step in and, and like call each other on our bullshit. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, okay? Like, let's be real. There are going to be women, sisters, who are going to still resist, mm-hmm. who, are going to, who are going to leave you, who are going to abandon you because you decided to step into the truth of your calling. You're going to lose people. And it is fucking painful. Mm-hmm. It hurts. But when you don't need those people in order to be whole and worthy and good, suddenly you stop putting so many expectations on them to be a particular way and your relationship gets to transform and it gets to transcend. And sometimes that means that that transformation, it is going to dissolve into dust and it's going to be gone and that Mm -hmm. chapter is going to close. But your relationship with yourself is going to be even stronger. Mm -hmm. And your understanding of your own truth and what the sound of your heartbeat actually is, is going to become just, you know, next level. And you know, when you, with that open heart that you're doing life with, like those, you will never stop loving people, Mm -hmm. but not everybody's going to be able to, to vibe at your, at your rate, at your pace, at your level. And that's okay. But again, it's another one of those little drops in the bucket that makes you go, well, am I doing this right? Like, if I'm doing it right, then why would I lose people that I love? Mm-hmm. But it's all about their spiritual journey. It's all yes. about your soul journey. And, and they are, we are all on different curriculums. Yes. That's why I said to you guys at True You Live, you know, you don't get triggered by anybody else's dream because your dream has nothing to do with anyone else's dream. Mm-hmm. We all have our own curriculum here. Mm-hmm. I'm like speechless. Like that was just amazing. And I would much rather trust myself in knowing that I'm doing the right thing for me than to rather trust myself in knowing that I'm not doing the right thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's evolution. That mm -hmm. is your, that's your expansion. That is your Mm -hmm. growth. That is you rising up. And, you know, there are so many reasons why this is perfectly and divinely timed for you. And only you are ever going to know that. But um, take that feeling. Cause I can feel it right here in the solar plexus with mm-hmm. you. Like, and I can also feel it here. So you've got throat chakra and solar plexus stuff happening right now. That is like, yes, 
right? Because it comes, it originates from your power center and it comes through our voices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about times, it's really fascinating to me how many times my clients will have like their first big live event or they're like launch a podcast or they do something really big and then they lose their voice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this radical response that their fear is manifesting in their physical body as a reaction to them stepping into their truth. And how many times have we... Um, physically and also energetically quieted ourselves mm-hmm. because we were afraid of what someone else was going to say or think. Yeah. And when you stop caring about that and you just straight up like speak and preach your truth, mm-hmm. sometimes your physical bodies have little reactions to that. Yeah. It's very true. I remember when I first launched this, I started, I thought I was getting a, a cold, but my throat would start like swelling. And then I actually did get a cold, but that didn't mm-hmm. stop me. I kept going. Yes. And it's almost like even to this day, like before I start recording or an interview, like my body still reacts to that because so conditioned. To so just, programmed. Nope, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be seen because that's going to hurt mm-hmm. us even more. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very thankful for that because in, in those times, that's what I needed because it ultimately yeah. led me to this moment. So for that, I'm thankful, but it's like, all right, I get it. But it's, yeah, it's like, it's Can part of riding the horse. Bit? Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. you fall off, you know, and yes. there's a risk of that, you know, like mm-hmm. it's gonna, you're gonna, your legs are going to be damn sore afterwards when yes. you haven't done that, you know? So yes. it's like, this is a package deal and our physical bodies, you know, as my friend Harriet, we were just talking and she's like, your skin suit, like, my skin suit's just having a reaction right now to like my huge life up levels. And my God, mine has them all the time, you know, and and you just learn the best ways to support yourself and the things to weed out and the people that are just energetically not giving you life. And Mm -hmm. you make those adjustments to be radically responsible for your own vibration and for the way that you're showing up in the world. Yes. That's very like beautifully put. And oh, I just... Mm. you've taken me by surprise in a great way. And I'm so upset with myself, but I'm going to forgive myself for placing that judgment there because, and I also think that's a learning curve for everybody listening, Mm -hmm. including myself. And I'm very thankful that I didn't let that prejudgment tell you no, like, never mind, I'm canceling because so badly I wanted to because I didn't want to go through this experience of learning and evolving and having this conversation because I was scared ultimately Mm -hmm. and I'm just so glad that I saw the fear and I was like you know we're gonna try it differently this time because I know what it's like to stay in that fear and let myself down again so I'm just very thankful that the divine timing of this and you even said that in the email when we were planning a day to do this and it's like I knew when this needed to happen and this happened perfectly in the right amount of time, the space, everything. And I'm just so thankful and honored that you were able to join me on this and enjoy us in this space. And I just, I feel that now before we recorded, you said that you saw me and you felt connected. Like we've known each other forever. And now I feel that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, you you caught up. Here we are, right? It's like, come on, Victoria. Like, I already told you, let's go, you know? And it's okay, you know? Like, we are, and and I want to honor you for your vulnerability. Like, you didn't have to say that part of the story. You didn't have to say, like, I judged you. (laughs) Like, that's, I mean, that's uncomfortable to say out loud to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also know it's a safe place to say that and that it's, like, 1 million percent okay. And then, like, I think it's even funnier that the universe was, like, wear the crown for the interview, like, trigger the shit out of her. Yeah. like a million percent like it's so hilarious like please just push every one of her buttons because this is actually how how you evolve right this is how I evolve this is how we do this together and Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful beautiful thing and now like quantum shifts afoot and I can feel the shift in you it's like dramatic you know from when Mm -hmm. we first got on here and, and from even the version of you on stage and you were meant to do this you're here for this this is your divine curriculum so keep going sister you don't even know and I want I'm gonna just ask right those of you guys that are listening to this and you've listened all this way I want you to send Victoria a DM and tell her what what this conversation what this podcast what her stepping into her truth has meant to you personally If you guys could do that I would be so grateful
I will definitely be sharing with you what they have said. Yes. Yes. It's Please just, do. yes, it's amazing. And so I've listened to your podcast episodes and the last question you ask on every episode, I love so much with an interviewee. And I want to ask you that question. So Thank if you. you could go back in time and mm-hmm. see your younger version of yourself, whether it's you when you were a kid or your teenage self, what would you tell them? Uh, thank you. No one's ever asked me that question. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> you know, the person that's coming up is honestly just the version of me. That's like only a couple years back, um, maybe four or five years back. And, um, what I would say to her is you're actually doing it all right. And the way that you are speaking, breathing life, like questioning, discerning, um, it might not all make sense right now. And you might be spending a lot of time, energy and money trying to learn from people that are going to teach you in a different direction. And all of that's completely okay. You don't have to have any remorse or regret about that. But what you're going to learn through that process is you were doing it right the whole time. And um, being you and standing in the fullness of you and and just like owning that and getting to know yourself even better is it's the most sacred work you'll ever do. And there's a place here for you and the work that you're doing and for your voice. And, um, you know, like, let's just maybe be a little more gentle and and not doubt it so much. And I think the other piece, which every mom maybe wants to hear is like, Ani's doing great and you're not messing it up. And she's doing an amazing job at growing up into being exactly who she is. And, you know, she might eat more junk than you want her to, and she doesn't like fruits and vegetables, and it's really frustrating and hard, but, you know, so did you, and you're fine, and you're really effing healthy now, and, like, it's all going to work itself out, so just take a breath, sister, and and play, and have more fun, and just, you know, be you. Yeah, thank you. I loved that so much, and, like, just having this conversation makes me feel not alone anymore. And like, just knowing where you've been, where you are now, and just knowing that you are still like me and a hundred percent, you know, and we're just all connected. We are all the same. We all go through the same shit and have the same struggles. So it's just refreshing. And thank you so much for sharing. And you're welcome. I just love everything about you, Amber. Like Victoria, same. Thank you, sister. I'm so proud of you and inspired by you. So just Bravo. And thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation today. Cause I really needed to have it. I was yes. just so excited to have this conversation with you today. It was yes. so perfectly timed. And, um, I, I always like to ask this when I'm on other people's podcasts too. So I already asked one favor. The second one I want to ask of all of you guys is when Victoria posts this on the socials, can you guys please, uh, reshare it? If you listened to it and liked it and tag us both so that we can both share it and just get this conversation and Victoria's really amazing podcast out into the space, um, into even more hearts and minds. Thank you. Yes. It would be greatly appreciated on all fronts. And I'm yeah. sure your friends would also be greatly appreciated of that exchange because yeah. abundance happens, not with just finances, but just with connection and conversation oh, yeah. and yeah. love. And so, yes. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you so much. And we'll, we will definitely talk soon. Like this is not the end of Victoria and Amber. Oh, yes, I ma'am. This. <laughs> All right. So as you guys got to the end of the interview, you probably realized, yo, Victoria, you didn't ask where we can find her. Well, you are correct. I was just so caught up in the energy that was being cultivated in that space of the interview. So you're in luck. I have the information. So I'm going to tell you it and also have it in the show notes. So uh, you can follow Amber on Instagram at Amber Lillystrom. She also has a Facebook page and it's facebook.com slash brand love coach. And she also has her own website and it's www.amberlillystrom.com. So yes, go check her out. She is seriously so magical and so fucking powerful you will not regret sending her love or following her or just getting to know her more like she is absolutely amazing thank you so much for listening to this episode of story freedom i truly hope that it has helped you unlock your cage a little bit more and helped you break the chains of your past and is helping you stay present in your moments and enjoy your now 
I am truly so fucking grateful that you listen to this podcast and support me and enjoy me as your host and enjoy the people that I bring on to this podcast with me. I am so grateful and I would love to see you. I would love to chat with you. I would love to vibe with you. And there's multiple ways you can do that. You can DM me on Instagram. You can join the Facebook page, Story Freedom. Or you can leave a comment and review this podcast. Give it a five-star review. Because I want to start a story freedom movement, and I can't do that without your help. Like, that is the big vision, is I want to create a movement. Like, we are ready. We are ready for it. And I am just so honored to be on this journey with you guys. And thank you so much for everything, really. And I'm sending you so much love. And until next time, my friend, stay Excelsior.